Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Lamed Gimel. I'm going to go from the 8th last line, the 9th last line of Lamed Beis, Lamed Beis, 32b. Okay, so yesterday we brought in the Mishnah. It sounded like a very innocent line. It said, if you put your Eruv in a tree, if it's higher than 10 Fakhim, it's not a valid Eruv. And if it is... Again, remember we're discussing the food of the Eruv Tchumim. And if you put the Eruv lower than 10 Fokhim in the tree, it is a valid Eruv. Now the Gemara wanted to say, when is that? And we came out, without getting into the discussion, it must be that your Eruv, the tree is in the Rishus Harabim. And you want to put your, and, and you intend to stay at the bottom of the tree. So when the Eruv is in the tree above tent Fokhim, well then it's in a Rishus Hayochid, and you're in the Rishus Harabim at the bottom of the tree, it's not a good Eruv because you can't get, it's inaccessible to you. If the Eruv is tent Fokhim, below tent Fokhim, well then it's also in the Rishus Harabim, so you and your Eruv are in the Rishus Harabim, and you can get it, and have your, and therefore it's fine. Now we're going to qualify it even further. So he says, so Omar Rava. Rava says, I'm on Lamad Beis, Lamad Beis. Ninth last line. Omar Rava, Rava said, The Mishnah has to be a case where the tree is outside the Ibura of a city. Remember we've discussed, we've mentioned this, but we viewed the city as extending 70 Amos, 70 and two-thirds Amos past its boundary. I mean, where we had that ramifications, we, where we saw before, we said that if there's a house, if there's a house uh, um, within that distance, that house is included in the city, and you'd get another 2,000 Amos past that house. So if, it's, if this tree where you're putting your Eruv is within the Ibura of the city, it's um, then, sorry, so if this, the Mishnah has to be a case where it's outside, but if the tree is actually within the Ibura of the city, even if it is higher than 10 Fokhim, it would still be an Eruv. Why is that? Again, you have this tree that's within, let's say, 70 Amos away from the city. Now, you're telling me that just because just because it's 70 Amos away from the city, the Eruv above Tent Fokhim is, in a way, accessible? He says, yeah. We view a city as if it's filled up. Basically, Rashi explains, well, the fact that the city is full of walls and houses and everything, we view it as filled up to that heart. And the, this Ibura of the city, this uh, bulge of the city, this extension of 70 and two-thirds of an Amma, is considered part of the city. So it says, if it's filled up to the tree. So from that aspect, that... Uh, it's called visualization of the city being filled up and the tree part of the city, the Eruv isn't really higher than 10 Fokhim. It's in the same Rishus as you. So very interesting, we have technically on a halachic level, you cannot take your Eruv down from that tree onto the ground because the ground's Rishus Harabim and the Eruv's in a Rishus Hayachit. But since we can view it as part of the city, which now raises the ground level much higher, 
for the purposes of Eruv, you're theoretically in the same area as your Eruv. So the Gemara is going to extend this. It says, oh, But then even if the Eruv is outside of the city, outside of the Ibura of the city, When you have your set up your Eruv, you have four Tvachim, four Amos. I, when the area, your Shabbat zone, where your Eruv is, you have four Amos, as if it's your Rishus Hayochid. It says, Then, yeah, so, sorry, when the area, the, the Dalit Amos of your Eruv is viewed as one area, it's not viewed as, you don't view the, let's say you've got a little bowl with your Eruv in, or a box, that's not the area of the Eruv, it's the Dalit Amos around you and your Eruv. That's your Eruv. So, and what's your area that's just for that's four amos with around you? It says and the rishus hayochid goes up to the sky. As we know, a rishus harabim ends ten tefachim above the ground. Rishus hayochid goes up to the sky. So we view again. This is not. This is theoretical. The area around where you are, the four amos around the eruv. Is a Rishus Hayochid theoretically, and therefore, if you're sitting at the bottom of the tree and you have your Eruv high up in the tree, it's a Rishus Hayochid. Now, again, practically, it's a Rishus Harabim because it's at the, on the ground where everyone walks, but theoretically, by having your Eruv there, by having your Makom Shvisa there, it's now your zone, so it's your Rishus Hayochid, and therefore, we can view it as going up to the sky. So the Gemara is happy with both of those. So, so Omar Rav Yitzchak Breda Rav Sharsha Rav Yitzchak Breda Rav Sharsha says Hacha Beilad Hanoite Chutz LaArba Amos Askinan. You're right. We're dealing where this tree, the branch of this tree, stretch out more than four Amos. When he's carving his voice, Beikura and his intent, Beikra and his intent is to set up his Shabbos zone by the trunk. So you're right. Again, Rava introduced us to this interesting principle that there are times where based on other rules of Eruvian and Mechitzas, we can kind of view it as if you're in the same place as your Eruv. For example, we said if it's within 70 Amos of the city, the, it's viewed as filled in. So you're clearly within... Ten Fochim, so the, the Eruv that was originally Ten Fochim higher above the ground is not because we viewed the ground as being filled in. Again, technically, the ground, uh, strictly speaking, the ground is still Rishus Harabim and up in the trees Rishus Ayochid, but we can view it as filled in for the purposes of Eruv and good, it's filled in. Um, it's filled in and not. The second part of that is taking it a step further is that any time you have a Mokom Shvisa, you have your four Amos around you, and that's a Rishus Hayochid, which goes Adler Akia. Again, it's not really a Rishus Hayochid because there's no fence around you, your, your Shabbos zone, your Mokom Shvisa, but we can view it as if it's your Rishus Hayochid and goes up to the sky. So again, so how when our Mishnah came along and said that if you... If your Eruv is above 10 Tvachim in this tree, it's invalid. The case must be again where the tree is in the Rishus Harabim. It's outside of 70 and two-thirds Amos from the city. And you want to set up your Shabbos zone at the base of the trunk. And the Eruv is in the branches, which is more than four Amos away. 
because again, the Rishus HaYochid extends up, but your, so your Rishus HaYochid is different to where this Eruv is, because the Eruv is, again, 10 Fochim up, but to the side. So this is, oh, umay lamata. If that's how you're learning, then why does the Mishnah use the phrase lamala or lamata? How Rashi explains is, lamala lamata means higher or lower. Implies that it could be placed over here, um, let's say a few, we would have thought a few branches down, or it could be placed higher a few branches up. But now how you've explained it, we're dealing with a, basically a horizontal branch. So it shouldn't have used the phrase higher or lower, it should have used the phrase above or below, or, or maybe, not, maybe not above or below in the branch, but higher or lower in the tree. It's using, technically it's using, it should have used Lamala Lamata, it should use Namuch V'Gavua. So the Gemara answers is no, Kishir Dahadar Zakif. No, we're speaking about where the branch straightens out. So kind of this branch moves, it spreads out, and the Eruv could be anywhere along the horizontal part of that branch, which is lower than 10 Tvachim, and it would be a good Eruv, because it's within 10 Tvachim on the ground. Then the branch Zokuf goes higher, bends up, and then it carries on out where you could rest your Eruv. So that's why we mean it could be um, higher or lower in this branch. Um, okay. Now the Gemara asks another question. So there's two ways that you that you can validate your eruv. The one we've just seen is theoretically you can view it as in the same rishus that you are. That makes it a good eruv. The second aspect is where you it's accessible to you. It might not be in the same rishus, but in a certain way it's accessible to you. So now we're going to suggest, what we're discussing here is you have your, your base at the bottom of the tree. You want your base to be at the bottom of the tree. The Eruv is four Amos away in the branches of the tree away. And it's higher than ten Tfachim, because if it's lower than ten Tfachim, well then it's, you're in the Rishus Arabim, it's in the Rishus Arabim, it's accessible to, it's in the same Rishus, it's fine. But we're discussing it's higher than ten Tfachim. He says, Oh, boy, you can bring it through the branches above the tree. I.e., why can't he climb into the tree, which is above his Mokom Shvisa, then he's also in the Rishul Sayochid, and he can keep the Eruv above the branches, so that if it's not in Rishul Sayochid, at worst it's in a Carmelis, and bring it to him. And then theoretically, so his Eruv is accessible to him. That's the question the Gomorrah is asking again. We might have established that it's outside of his, act, his actual Rishus, and really the base of the tree is the Rishus Harabim, and he could not actually put the tree there. But all he needs to do, as we've seen, is bring it within his Dalet Amos, which extend up to the sky. So why can't he just hop into this tree, and then the Eru, him and the Eruv are both in the Rishus HaYochid, or maybe you'll say that the Eruv is in a Carmelis and he's in a Rishus HaYochid, but Doraisa, there's no such thing as a Carmelis. It would be what's called a Mokom Petur. So he can move the Eruv, again, above the branch. That's the base that he's resting the Eruv on. Keep it above that branch. Move it over to where he is. And then the Eruv is above his Dalet Amos. And it's accessible to, it's theoretically accessible to him. So he says, no, could it, 
Um, now it's a branch that many people adjust their loads on. If you have a pillar, a stand in the Rishus Arabim that's nine Tfokim tall, and many people adjust their loads on it, and you throw something from the Rishus Arabim and it lands on top, Chaya, sorry, from a Rishus HaYochid and it lands on top, Chaya, he would be liable. I, Rav Huna says, if there's a part of the Rishus HaRabim, even though people don't actually walk there, just lots of people use it to adjust their loads. Like you're carrying something, you do, oh, this is the perfect heart, let me quickly put it down, adjust it, and put it back on your, put it, get it back on your shoulders or whatever, then that becomes part of the Rishus HaRabim. So he's saying, this tree is also, um, is also, Rabbi Makatvimolov. Again, that you up the this branch that he wants to move this Arab along to get it from four Amos away from him, closer to him, is actually a Rishus Harabim. Because Rabbi Makatvimolov. So now, as I started off this year, what we thought was a very simple line in the Mishnah. If you have an Eruv more than 10 Fochim above in a tree, uh, sorry, if you have an Eruv in a tree above 10 Fochim, it's an invalid Eruv. If it's below 10 Fochim, it's a valid Eruv. To work out that scenario, that this, the difference is whether it's above or below 10 Fochim, we need about six conditions. That's what we've just been going through, six conditions. The first condition is, let's just quickly go through them again. Um, the first condition is that the tree has to be in the Rishus Harabim, and he intends to make his resting place not in the tree, but at the bottom of the tree. Because then, theoretically, the food is in a Rishus Hayochit, the Eruv is in a Rishus Hayochit, and he's in a Rishus Harabim. But, remember, there's still other ways to make it viewed as if him and the Eruv are in the same zone. I, if it's within the Ibura of the city, if it's within 70 Amos of the city, 70 and two-thirds, or if it is above his four Amos, that's also to a degree a Rishus HaYochit, so it's theoretically in the same Rishus as him. So you have to get out of both those problems. This tree that we're discussing that he wants to put his Eruv in, Again, that it makes a difference whether it's above or below 10 Fochim, has to be outside the Ibura of the, of the city, further than 70 and two-thirds of Am away from the city. Second requirement, the Eruv, where he's resting it in the tree, must be more than four Amos away from him. Because if it's above the four Amos from the trunk, well, where he wants to make his Mokom Shvisa, then it's in his Rishus HaYochin already. Um, and then we said that all you also have to say that the area between where the Eruv is and the trunk, the branch that he might want to move the Eruv along, is actually where many people adjust their loads, so it's actually part of the Rishus Arabim. So to learn, so again, um, in most cases, it would seem that if you sit at the bottom of the tree and you put your Eruv high up in the tree, in most, most cases it would still be a good Eruv. To come along like how Mishnah suggests and say that if you put the Eruv at the bottom of the... if the Eruv is above 10 Fochim, then it is an invalid Eruv. You need to meet these six conditions. Okay, let's go on. Now, over 
we just mentioned we mentioned that our Mishnah only fits in with Rebbe's opinion, and earlier on we mentioned Rabbanan's opinion. Now, before we go in, I'll, I mean, spoiler alert, but remember we have, we mentioned that there's a machloikes on Bein Ashmoshos. How does this all work? Again, if you put your we asked yesterday, if you put your eruv in a tree, how is it accessible? There's a gzera de Rabbanan that you're not allowed to use a tree on Shabbos. You're not allowed to take things out of a tree and put them in a tree. So how does how's your Eruv ever valid if it's within a tree? So one interesting side point that Rashi mentions firstly is if it's within three tefachim of the ground, it's not considered in a tree; it's considered on the ground. So that's important to keep in mind. If you out somewhere and there's a little stump, there's a little tree stump, or there's some of the roots sticking out from the bottom of the tree, as long as they're lower than three tefachim, you can sit there, you can rest things on there. That's not using the tree; that's using the ground. But anything above three tefachim is considered using the tree. So how can you put your, how's your, if you can't get things in, and if you can't use a tree, when your Arab's in the tree, it's inaccessible to you. Doesn't matter whether it's in the same Rishus, whether it's outside the same Rishus, etc. Whether it's, whether you're both in Rishus Ayochit, both you and the tree or Rishus Arab, it doesn't matter. It's inaccessible to you. You can't use it in the tree. So we mentioned that, no, it's Rebi. Rebi holds all these Surah Durabonon of Shabbos only kick in after Bainash Moshos. I, uh, in simple terms, would say when it turns dark. When does the Eruv kick in, 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 kick in become effective? At Shabbos, when Shabbos starts, I at sunset, which is earlier. So that's why this all worked according to Rebbe, because for the first, let's just say half an hour, for Bainash Moshos is often shorter, so let's say for the first 15 minutes, the Eruv is accessible because the Isra of using a tree doesn't kick in till dark. And, uh, and the Eruv kicks in as soon as Shabbos starts. So that's how Rebbe learns. The Rabbonon argue on that and they say no. The Shvusim, the Isra the Rabbonon, start at the beginning of Shabbos. Um, interesting enough, we primarily, Me'ikaradin, we Paskan like Rebbe, that the, the Isra the Rabbonon are not Osir on Shabbos. We kind of say only when there's a great need. So, for example, let's say Friday afternoon, you realize you left the light in the dining room on. Late Friday evening and it's already Benash Moshos. And you realize you left the lights in the dining room on. So, you could ask a non-Jew to left them off. So, you can ask a non-Jew to turn them on. So that you can have a good Friday night meal. Because we pass the night Rebbe that the... Isur, Isurei for example, asking an Anju to do Manocha for you, only kick in at after Bein Hashmoshes. Again, as I said, only when there's a need, but that's generally, that's how we Paskin. Did you want to ask something, Basil? Yeah. I can't understand because you're making his Ayu for Shabbos for the next day, so that you want to come in. No. So All the Ayruv has to... All the Eruv has to be is what we call, we call all the, the Eruv has to be a Mokom Shvisa, setting up a new Shabbos zone. As long as. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter when you arrive, it just has to theoretically be available to you. So as long as the, when the Eruv kicks in, it's accessible to you, that's fine, even though for the rest of Shabbos it's not be, it, it won't be. Okay, that's also like 
Um, so that's the thing. Yeah, and then we've touched on even more leniencies, as we've said. We said we can view it as a reshus, even if it's only like mokom shvisa, even if even using very well, I don't know what imaginative terms, like if it's within seventy amos of the city, it's the city is built up, so you would be in the same reshus as it. Or anything above your four amos zone is in your Rishus, even though it's not really the where you're sitting is Rishus Arabim and up in the trees Rishus Ayachid, since it's above your four Amod zone, it's as if it's in the same Rishus as you. So there, technically it's not accessible at all. Because you can't take the Eruv down from the tree to where you're sitting to eat it, because you're in Rishus Arabim and the Eruv is above you in the tree in Rishus Ayachid, but we can view it as if you're in the same Rishus because it's in your Dalit Amos. Um, okay, so that thing. So now we're just going to go into my. Did you want to ask something, Gavin? Yes. Uh, we generally say tefach is about 8 centimeters. So 3 would be 24. Okay. That's the. Yeah, that's the short shear. That's Rav Chaim Noe. Rav. The Chazanish is a bit longer, but I don't remember his shear. Pardon? Yeah, no, no. So it's not. Remember, it's it's not accessible because if it's in a if it's on something four by four above ten fokim, it's not rishus hayochid, and the ground is rishus harabim. So that's why. So you can't take it from there down to the ground because that's taking it from a rishus hayochid into a rishus harabim. Okay, let's see, my Rebbe or my Rabbonin. So where's this Machloike's Rebbe and Rabbonin that we see? They argue whether um, whether the Isur de Rabbonin of Shabbos kicks in at the start of Shabbos or does it only kick in after Bein Hashmoshos? So the Tanya, as we learned in a Brisa, Nosno Be'ilan, this Brisa is basically the same case as our Mishnah. Nosno Be'ilan Amalamea Sorat Fochim, Eruv. If he puts his Eruv, Above ten fochim in the tree, it's not a good eruv. If he puts the eruv in the tree below ten fochim, it's a good eruv. And he would not be allowed to take the eruv out of the tree on Shabbos. If it's within three fochim of the ground, he could take it from the eruv. This is as I mentioned, because anything on a tree within three fochim of the ground is not viewed as in the tree, but viewed as part of the ground. If he puts it in a basket and hangs it in the tree, Rebbe holds that um, even if it's above ten fochim, it would be mutar. So the first half of this Rebbe is the exact same as we learned in our Mishnah. Again, this case of, that. again, remember you have to say that it's a tree that's in the in the Rishus Harabim, and he pl- put it in the branches four amos away from him, and it's outside of the Ibura of the city. All these requirements have to be met. And then, if your Arab is above ten fochim, it's invalid. If it's below ten fochim, it is valid. And then he adds, he says, but if it's in a basket above ten fochim, it's valid. The Gemara is going to come and analyze this brass in great depth, uh, in detail. It says, Anywhere where you would not be allowed to take the Eruv from on Shabbos, the Eruv is not an Eruv. Now the Gemara asks, What point of Rebbe are the Chachomim arguing? Are they arguing on the first case where he's discussing above or below Tentvachim? 
Are they arguing on the case of hanging the basket in the tree? Then even above ten fachim it's good. So if you want to say it's on the second point on the case of the basket, well then you're saying the rabbis hold that using the sides of a tree is osur. It's interesting, there's a machloik as we had in Masecha Shabbos, is that only putting things on it, resting things on a tree that you're not allowed to do with it because it's using a tree on Shabbos, or is even things that are attached to the side of the tree. Now that was a machloikes there, and we never ever brought this as part of our discussion. So clearly this discussion here is independent of the discussion of using the sides of a tree. So it can't be that that's the point that Rebbe says you using the sides of a tree is mutter and the Rabbonans hold using the side of a tree is also. Because it's not mentioned in the discussion there. They would have brought this in. So it must be a different point. Ella, a ratio must be going on the ratio. Again, what's the ratio? Rebbe holds that if your Eruv is in the tree on Shabbos, it's a good Eruv because it's accessible and the Rabbonin hold it was never accessible. Why is that? So as, we, as we've explained, again, this is the key point of the Machloikas. So even though the discussion around it is very complex, this is the important halachic point for us. Rebbe holds that the Isurei Rabbonin, for example, the Isurei Rabbonin of using a tree, only kicks in after Bein Moshas. So when Shabbos comes in, the Eruv is accessible, at least for the next plus minus 15 minutes. And Rabbonin hold no, the Isurei Rabbonin start immediately as Shabbos starts. So when you're trying to make this your Eruv for Shabbos, as Shabbos comes in, it's inaccessible because it's in a tree. So as it's trying to, let's say, create the Mokom Shvisa, create the effective Eruv, the effective Eruv Tchumim, it's not accessible, so it's not a valid Eruv Tchumim. That's their Machloikas. Now, for the rest of the Amud, we're going to analyze this, um, this Brysa. So the Gemara asks, Hi Ilan Hechidami. What's the case with this tree? E delays by Arba. If you want to say that this is a very narrow tree. Yeah, just to revise some important principles before we go into this analysis. Remember, Rishus Arabim is where public, the public domain where many people walk. And I'm still avoiding certain technical discussions of the definition of Rishus Arabim, but that's where, public, where the public where people walk. Anything that's wider than four Amos. Uh, sorry, wider than four by four tfachim. Again, so we're not speaking about a huge area. We're speaking about a, what's it, 30, 30 by 30 centimeters about. And higher than 10 tfachim is a Rishus Hayochid, or has partitions around it that's a Rishus Hayochid. So again, so if this tree trunk, let's just say you've balanced it on top of the branch, or on top of the tree trunk, that's four by four tfachim and higher than 10 tfachim, then the Eruv's in a Rishus Hayochid, and the bottom of the ground around it, up until 10 Fochim is the Rishus Arabim. Remember, Rishus Arabim only extends up until 10 Fochim. If that area is narrower than 4 by 4 Fochim, so it's a very small a pole, sort of, it's more a pole than a platform, and it's less than 4 by 4 Fochim wide, it's what's called a Mokom Petur. Okay? Doraisa, any Doraisa, actually any area that is not a Rishus Harabim or Rishus Hayochid is a Mokom Petur. Rabbonin came along and we have a Karmelis, and remember we learned it, uh, last week, uh, earlier on in the week about a Karfaith, or last week about a Karfaith. So there are, there are, according to Rabbonin, there are other Rishus, but anything that's not a Rishus Harabim or Rishus Hayochid, Doraisa, 
Doraisa would be a Mokom Patur. Now, Mokom Patur is Nava. So, strictly speaking, you can carry from a Rishus HaYochid into a Mokom Patur and the other way around. And you can also carry from a Rishus HaRabim into a Mokom Patur and the other way around. Um, and therefore, if there's a Mokom Patur between a Rishus HaYochid and a Rishus HaRabim, you could take the Atom, put it on top of the Mokom Patur, and then move it to the other Rishus. That would be fine. So, those are the three Rishus and the definitions of them. So he says, so this, what sort of tree are we dealing with? E delays by arba mokom paturu. If you want to say the tree doesn't have an area of 4 by 4 twachim, well then it's a mokom patur. Aye? So even if the Eruv is above 10 twachim in this tree, it's a mokom patur, it's not a rishasayochit, so you could take it to the ground. So that can't be the case. The e is by arba, and if you want to say that this tree is four by four, four is larger than four by four tfachim, how does putting it in a basket help? Rebbe came along and said, if it's above ten tfachim, it's an invalid eruv. He then said, but if it's in a basket above ten tfachim, it's a valid eruv. But the basket is in a rishus ayochid itself. The trees are rishus ayochid because the tree is wider than four by four, so the basket's in a rishus ayochid. So how does it help in the tree? And that's what we're going to spend the rest of the daf. We're going to give Ravina's way of explaining it, and then towards the end of the daf, we'll mention Reb Yirmiyah's um, way of answering this question. But again, our question is as follows. If the um, okay, so in short, what we're focusing on is Rebbe said if the Eruv is in the tree above 10 Fochim, it's an invalid Eruv. If it's in a basket above 10 Fochim, it's a valid Eruv. So we're trying to understand what scenario, when would this basket make a difference? If the tree is wider than 4 by 4 Fochim, well, then it's Rishis Hayachit. And it doesn't, how does the basket help? And if you want to say that the tree is less than four by four tfachim, then it's a mokum patur. So even if it's not in the basket and it's above ten tfachim, it should be a valid eruv. So Omar Avina, Avina says, Reisha is by Arba. No, the first part I where Rebbe said, if it's above ten tfachim, it's invalid. If it's below ten tfachim, it's valid. That's where there's four by four. So I above where the eruv is, is Rishus Hayochid. And the ground where you are is Rishus HaRabim. Safer, but the bottom part with the basket, the lace by Arba, the Kalkalim HaShlimula Arba. It's where the tree is, that is a scenario where the tree is not fought for Chimwad, but the basket together with the tree make it fought for him. And basically, what we're going to see over the page, but I'll just explain it before we get there, as Rashi puts it in here, makes it a lot of sense. There's an opinion of Rebbe Yehuda that you can't balance your Eruv on a thin branch in a tree. The Eruv itself has to be resting on a, what's called a Mokom Choshev, a significant place, 4 by 4 Tvachim. So when you add, let's say, this branch plus the basket that the Eruv's hanging in, when you add them together, well, let's say the trunk, you have, to, you have a long straight trunk, which is just 3 Tvachim, and you add, you connect this basket to it, between the basket and the trunk, you have ten You have four by four. Now the eruv is resting somewhere significantly. If not for the basket, then it's three by three and it's a mokom patur. And that's not what makes the eruv invalid. What makes the eruv invalid is that the eruv has to be, according to Rabbi Yehuda, has to be resting on a mokom koshuv on four by four. So it's got not not to do with different rishuyos, but just to do with what the Eruv is resting on. 
says, now, so carrying on, he says, Verebi sovaloka rebi meh, vesovaloka rebi yuda. He holds like rebi meh, and he holds like rebi yuda. Sovaloka rebi meh to amu choikin lahashlim. He holds like rebi meh, that we carve out to complete it. Remember earlier on in the Maset, the moment this was your question, I haven't had a chance to look into it yet. But we learned about a doorpost to make a mezuzah. Remember, we said, what happens if the doorposts go up straight three tvachim, ten tvachim apart, and, uh, sorry, four tvachim apart, and they go up three tvachim, and then they start curving or tilting in. So you don't have a full heart of ten tvachim with a width of four tvachim, which would be a doorway that requires a mezuzah. You have three tvachim heart, and then it starts bending in. So Rabbi Meir says, you view it as if you've chiseled out the doorway. So, so to here, you view it as if you've chiseled out the trunk, so there's a nice resting place for the Eruv. Again, this basket is attached to the trunk. So really, the only place that you can rest your Eruv is in the basket that's hanging, that's attached to the trunk. But we, according to Rabbi Meir, we view it as if we've chiseled out the tree, and there's a nice 4 by 4 platform for the Eruv to rest on. Which, in according to Rabbi Yehuda, is in its own right essential, and that's why Sovalok Rabbi Yehuda to Amar Bo'inun Eruv Al Gabe Mokam Arba Veleka. You have to have an Eruv on four by four tefachim, and if you don't, then it's an invalid Eruv because it's um um uh, if uh, yeah, it would be an invalid Eruv because it's um, not resting on a Mokam Choshev. So again, this Rabbi Yehuda, as we mentioned, is a totally new concept. We're not discussing a different Rishus. What sort of Rishus is it in? Is it in the Rishus Hayochid or the Rishus Harabim or Mokum too? No, Rabbi Yehuda, this point of Rabbi Yehuda that we're bringing in is not to do with that. This point of Rabbi Yehuda is a totally separate point that the Eruv itself has to re- be resting on a significant place. So for example, even if you had the tree in a Rishus Hayochid, I, you're staying in the city and you want to go to the other city and there's a house, a proper house in, the, in between the two cities. So you want to set up and they, the, the cities are 4,000 amos apart and the house is in the middle. So you want to set up your Eruv in that house and there's a tree. You can't rest your Eruv on a narrow branch in that tree because according to Rabbi Yehuda, the Eruv has to rest on a significant place. Okay, that's Rabbi Yehuda. So it's my Rabbi Yehuda. What is this Rabbi Yehuda? The Tanya, as we learned in the Bryce, Rabbi Yehuda, Oimei, Rabbi Yehuda says, If you have a pole in the Rishus Arabim and you put your Eruv on top of it, If it's higher than 10 Tvachim and wider than 4 Tvachim, it's a good Eruv. If it's not higher than 10 Tvachim or 4 Tvachim, his Eruv is not a good Eruv. So the Gemara asks on that, wait, wait, wait. Adarabah, if it's lower than 10 Tvachim, both him and the Eruv are in the Rishus Arabim, so that's definitely okay. So Ela Hachi Komar, this is what it's saying. What he's saying is, if the pole is higher than 10 Tvachim, then it has to be at least 4 by 4 Tvachim wide. And if it's not 10 Tvachim, you can view it as resting on the ground. And then it would be fine. So again, this is as we've emphasized, Rabbi Yehuda holds that the Eruv has to be resting on at least the area of 4 by 4 Tvachim. Um, yeah. Now, Kaman, this teaching of Ravina, I we said, um, we brought at the bottom of the previous page that it's Rebbe, it's Ravina who says that the basket is attached to the tree and together we view the basket and the tree trunk 
as one 4x4 platform. Remember, that's what we learned. Ravina answered the question. So he says, Kaman, who's that in accordance with? Deloika Rebiosi Brebiuda. This doesn't seem to fit in with Rebiosi Brebiuda. Titania Rebiosi Brebiuda. I'm Rebiosi Brebiuda. Said, not it's Konobishus Arabim, Veniak Barosho Traskal. If you put a pole in the Rishus Arabim and you Put a, fix a basket on top of it. Now this basket has more than four by four tochim. V'zorak v'noach al gabov, and you throw a stone and it lands on top of this basket. Chayev because you've thrown from a rishus harabim to a rishus hayochid. Now how's that arguing with Ravina? Say so I just lost. Um, Oh, because according to Ravina, let me just check that I got this right. So, According to Ravina, you, I think you can't, you would have to view it as a Mokom Patur, because unless you have, because what gives this air, this, sorry, what, what, so, so again, the case, the case that we had was you have the basket connected to the tree trunk, and you view that area that the air is resting as if it's on a platform of four by four hands breaths. Now we just brought Rabbi Yoisi Rabbi Yehuda, who says that even if you have the basket balancing on a pole, it's a good, it creates a Rishus Hayochid at the top. We see you don't have to have a proper base of 4x4. Again, with Ravina you had to view the trunk as, as hollowed out so that it's resting on 4x4. In this case we see you don't have to have that. So the Gemara says, no, I feel tame, uh, you can even say it fits in with Rebiyoisi Brebiuda. There the Mechitzas go around it and here the Mechitzas don't go around it. Sorry, I'm, I'm, confu- I'm mixing up something. Let me just check Rashi again. Oh, sorry, yeah. So, the, sorry, the question is on Ravina as follows. Ravina holds for it to be a valid... A, yeah, I left out an important point in Ravina. Remember, Ravina said that if you have this basket connected to this tree trunk, so you have a thin tree trunk, less than, um, let's say, three by three tfokhim, and you have attach this basket to it so now between the basket and the tree trunk you have four by four tvachim. According to Ravina that's a good Eruv. Why? Because the Eruv is resting on something four by four tvachim. 
Okay. Let me go back a step. Let me go back a step to clarify it. Sorry. Ignore the last few minutes. Um, we asked a question. We said, Rebbe came along and said, if your Eruv is higher than 10 Tfachim in the tree, it's invalid. But if your Eruv is in a basket, it is valid. That seems to contradict each other. How does the basket change that fact? Again, what's the reason that if the Eruv is higher than 10 Tfachim, it is invalid? Because the Eruv's in a Rishus HaYochid, and you at the bottom of the tree is in a Rishus HaRabim. So how does a basket change the fact that it's not a Rishus HaYochid anymore, it's now Rishus HaRabim? How does the basket help? So Ravina answered as follows. He said, no, the case here is you're dealing with a thin tree trunk. That's less than 4 by 4 Tvachim. And when you attach the basket to the tree where you're going to rest the Eruv in, you now have 4 by 4 Tvachim together. Um, and we said, how does that work? Because remember, you view the tree as if it's been hollowed out. So the Eruv is resting on an area of 4 by 4 Tvachim. But we still left out one point. Is it not still higher than 10 Tvachim, which should make it a Rishus Hayochid? You have this basket and the tree trunk together, that's 4 by 4 Tvachim. Above 10 Tvachim, it should be a Rishus Hayochid. So again, how does the basket help? Again, you're, you're one who set up your Mokom Shvitz at the base of this thin tree trunk. So that's Rishus Harabim. But high, up above tent Fochim, in a basket, I, where between the tree trunk and the basket together you have Fort Fochim, it's still a valid Eruv because that is not the Rishus Harabim. Why not? Because for it to be a Rishus, sorry, that is the, still part of, it's not it's a Mokom Patur. Sorry, it's not a Rishus HaRabim, it's a Mokka, or a Rishus HaYochid, it's a Mokom Petur. Why? Because to be a Rishus HaYochid, it has to have, let's call it Mechitzas, partitions of 4 by 4 Tvachim. So if the tree trunk was a wider, a bigger tree trunk that was 4 by 4 Tvachim, then at the base of the tree, up until 10 Tvachim, you have walls. So on top of that, you have a Rishus HaYochid. But here where we're dealing with a thin tree trunk, Going up, you don't have those walls to make the mechitza. And even though at the top, because you've connected the basket, you now have 4 by 4 tvachim, it's still not a Rishus Hayochid because you don't have the mechitzas, the walls going up to the, ba- up to the basket to make it a proper partition, to make it a Rishus Hayochid. And that's why now, back to where we started, Rebbe said if, there's a, if it's the case with the basket, then the Eruv is valid even if it's above 10 Tvachim, because it's in a Mokom Petur, it's not in a Rishus Harabim. Now the Gemara asks, oh, so this doesn't seem to fit in with Rabbi Yosib Rabbi Yehuda, because Rabbi Yosib Rabbi Yehuda holds for an, a principle called Good Achis. He says we can view it as if the Mechitzas go down. What, what's the case of that? If you have a big basket, more than 4 by 4 Tvachim on top of a pole, is on top of that basket, you're right, it's a platform of 4 by 4 Tvachim, but is it a Mokom Petur? Or is it a Rishus Hayochid? So according to Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yudha, it's actually a Rishus Hayochid. Because we view the sides of the basket as if they extend down to the ground. And therefore you have a Mechitza of around an area of 4 by 4 Tvachim to a height of 10 Tvachim, and on top of the basket is a Rishus Hayochid. 
So Al Ravina seems to argue on that because again Ravina said we view this whole thing as a Mokom Batur. It's a thin tree trunk with a basket attached to it. We don't say view the sides of the baskets as if they go down to the ground. We say it's a Mokom Batur. So Ravina seems to argue with that. So the Gemara answers now, Afilu Tamer Rebbe Yosi Rebbe Yehuda, Hasam Hadron Mechitzos. There the Mechitzos already surrounded. Hachaloi Hadron Mechitzos. Here the Mechitzos do not already surround it. I, according to Rebbe, here over there, in the case of Rebbe Yosi Rebbe Yehuda, where you have the basket on top of a pole, you can all you have to do is imagine the sides of the basket going down, and you have the Mechitzos. In our case, we had to have an additional step. What did you have to do? First, you had to imagine it, visualize it as if the tree was carved out, so that you have a base that the Eruv's resting on, on 4 by 4 Tvachim. And then you have to visualize the Mechitzas of that going down. So those two visualizations together, we don't do. One visualization we do do, we do apply two visualizations, two imaginary um, steps to view it as a Rishos HaYochid, we wouldn't do. Okay, and then let's just end off. Now the Gemara wants to bring. Remember, so so that's Ravina's way of explaining the Brisa. Now we're going to bring Rabbi Yirmiya's way. So just to get clear, what's the question? Rebbe came along and said, if you put your Eruv in a tree higher than ten Tvachim, it's an invalid Eruv. What's the the basic case? Is because he's in Rishus Harabim and the Eruv's up in the Rishus Hayochid. Then Rebbe came along and said, but if the Eruv is in a basket, it's a good Eruv. Now we've spent, we've just given one way to resolve, that seems to contradict it. What difference does the basket actually make? That's the question. Why should, you've got an Eruv above ten Fochim on the tree, it's invalid. In a basket, it's valid. What difference does the basket make? So, we're now going to give a different answer. Yos, Ravina, Omar, Ravina says, Shiny, Kalkala, Hoyle, Vyochel, in Toiso, the Heviela, Toichasora. No, the difference is because we could be discussing a sort of basket which you can tilt it, and now the Eruv will be within 10 Fochim of the ground. Aye, if you tilt the basket that it's now within 10 Fochim of the ground, it's a Carmelis. And the Orisa you can transfer from a Carmelis to a Rishus Arabim. Again, remember our concern is if this. Eruv is high up in the tree, higher than ten Fochim in the tree. Then it's in a Rishus Harabim. It's in a Rishus Hayochid, and you're at the bottom in a Rishus Ha. In a Rishus Hayochid, so the Eruv's in a, in a different Rishus. Again, remember we established at the beginning of the daf it actually has to be four Amos out in the branch of the tree. But let's not go there for the meantime. So this basket. So how does the basket help? Because you can just tilt the basket a little. Now, you're not moving the basket from Rishus because the basket's its own Rishus. We're discussing a basket that's 4 by 4 tvoch, and the basket's its own Rishus. So if you move this basket up or down the tree, you still have the Eruv in the, in the basket. So the basket's its own Rishus. So you move the basket a little bit lower so that it's within 10 Tvachim of the ground. Now remember, we start off the different Rishuas. If you have an area that is four by four tvochim and higher than ten four by four tvochim and higher than ten tvochim, you have a rishus hayochid. If it's lower than ten tvochim, it's actually a karmelis. So this basket is now a karmelis, which, as I said, Doraisa, there's no such thing as a karmelis. Doraisa it would be a mokum patur, a place where you're allowed to carry to or from on Shabbos, and therefore 
you would be allowed to carry um, and therefore you would be allowed to take the Eruv out and it would be accessible. So that's, again, we asked a question according to Rebbe. He said if it's in a tree higher than 10 Fochim, it's an invalid Eruv. But if it's in a basket, it's a valid Eruv. How does that change? How does the basket change anything? Is it not in Rosh Hashanah? So he said, no, the basket, you can tilt the basket so that the baskets, that the Eruv is now within 10 Fochim of the ground. The basket would be considered a Carmelis. And you're allowed to, and then Dorai, so your Eruv is accessible. Okay, um, yeah, let's just quickly review. It's, it's been a very intricate duck, so let's just review some of the main, the main principles that came out of it. So the one is remember to establish you and your Eruv being in the same Rishus, you don't have to have real Rishus. You can kind of have imaginary Rishuses. For example, if it's within 72 Amos and two, thir- seven, and two thirds, you can view it as connected to the city and the city has filled in with sand and therefore the Eruv isn't as high in the tree. It's a few centimeters above the above you. So it's in the same Rishus. Even though, strictly speaking, it is. It's in a Rishus Ayochid and you Rishus Arabi. And if you would take the Eruv on Shabbos from the top of the tree to where you're in the bottom of the tree, you'd be high of or Isa, you would have transgressed Hotzah, you can visualize it as if you're in the same Rishos. That's the one important principle. The second important, this, this visualization to create you and your Eru being in the same area. The second important principle we mentioned was a Machloikes, Rebbe and Rabbonin as when do the Isurei de Rabbonin start? Rabbonin hold as soon as Shabbos starts, everything that is also de Rabbonin, the case we discussed was using a tree, kicks in. According to Rebbe, no, these Isurim, these Isurei de Rabbonin only kick in after Bein Um And therefore anything that would only be also de Rabbonin, you could still do for another few minutes even after sunset. Um, and then... Um, yeah, a third, the two other points, but we've seen them before is, well, we saw Rebbe Meir holds, can you imagine as if it's hollowed out so that you have a flat surface, or like we saw with the mezuzah, you, man, you imagine it as if you've carved out the doorway to have the required shirim. That's uh, Rebbe Meir. They brought Rebbe Yehuda that anyway, regardless of where your Eruv is, it has to be resting on a mokom choshuv. Um and then we touched on a concept of good achis mechitzas that you can view, like let's say you have a higher basket, you can view it as if the walls of the basket extend down to the ground. But that we'll touch on more later on, um, a bit more later. Um, and I think let's leave it for today.